everyone, and welcome back to the For Lows and Highs podcast. We've heard from psychologist professor Ian Robertson and fellow furloughr Ben, but now it's time to hear from businesses who have had to completely reinvent themselves in order to survive and to do so nearly overnight due to this crisis. This episode hears from a small business owner who has tried some innovative new ways of working and will discuss some successes and some challenges that will be interesting to other business owners and to customers who wonder how their favourite local spots may change at the end of this. I believe this is also a very interesting discussion because I've heard from the employees who have been furloughed so far, but now you will get to hear it from the employer's perspective. Okay. All right. Hello, Gemma. Thanks so much for joining me on my furloughs and highs podcast. Well, look, I just want to give the listeners a bit more of your background before we get into our very interesting conversation. Um, So Gemma and her wife, Lisa, they own an incredible cafe called Bear Brew in Wanstead in London, where I live now. Uh, The second I moved to Wanstead, the first place the locals told me to try out was Bear Brew. Um, Their business recently won Time Out's Best Coffee Spot Award and was runner-up for the brunch spot. So unfortunately, due to COVID-19, Bear Brew is currently closed, Um, but they are so loved by the Wanstead community and everyone is itching for them to be able to open up again once restrictions loosen up. So Gemma, firstly, how have you guys been doing since the outbreak? Um, Do you know what? We've just been keeping busy, really. Um, At the beginning, it was like you didn't know what was going to happen. But, you know, we've just been keeping busy, getting jobs done at the shop, um, redecorating and hopefully try and get it looking a bit different for when we eventually do open. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys have been, you know, kept busy. That is so important. And I know we'll Mm -hmm. uh, get into that in a bit more detail further on. But I also saw that, um, you know, when I first moved here that uh, I was so annoyed because I arrived and everyone was obviously telling me to come down to you. And then by this time, COVID-19 had arrived and (laughs) you had started off with the takeaway strategy. Um, I could see for as long as possible. So that's how I got to try your delicious coffee and your pastries at the time. Um, The whole queuing system. Um, And then I saw on the Wanstead community group, that you were trying to do deliveries as well how difficult of a time was this uh, for the business I mean it was it was difficult because you know that's something we'd never done before we were we're a brunch cafe um yeah. people visit us for for brunch um we've never really had to think about takeaway other than people grabbing a coffee um so yeah we set up like um so we've got a website and we set up um something online where you could order and come and collect um, and it, it kind of it worked okay, and we we made a little bar to put in the doorway so people couldn't come in. Um, and yeah, it, it did work okay for a bit, um, but it was just too hard to control everyone outside the social distancing because at that point it wasn't people didn't really know much about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was quite hard to control the social distancing outside. So we kind of got to a point where we just thought it was better to close just to keep everyone safe. Right. Um, at that point, we had one member of staff working for us still, but we just didn't want to put them in danger. So I was the only one really working on the bar, um, coming into contact with customers. Um, but yeah, and then we just ended up closing the day before the government announced it, um, just because we just 
wanted to keep everyone as safe as possible really yeah and I was I was I was just thinking that like I'm sure trying to juggle business as well as mm-hmm. ensuring your staff you know was healthy and safe must have been extremely tough um, yeah so I remember seeing that because I think people were in denial about all of it and especially in Wanstead when yeah. it came to your your shop um you could see the queues that were lining up and as you said it was just so people at that time it was really interesting now that I think back on it like you know now you're there's the whole thing you know outside of the Tesco where you're two meters apart and you're queuing down the road but at the time people were clumped people, in the yeah people wasn't really told to to do that as much then it was it was obviously on the news but I, I think people hadn't really taken it serious right um so it, it had to get to that point where everybody closed um you know and essential places are still open um but yeah we kind of went as as far as we could with it um but just decided it was best for us and our staff to close in the end Oh, well look I mean it's good to see and hear mm. you know businesses really looking out for their employees though like you know yeah. it's as tough of a business decision as it is it's mm. you know it's also I'm sure the staff were also very grateful in a sense for that as well because I'm sure it was nerve-wracking for them when it, no one as you said at the time there was very little information about it how quickly was it spreading and you know it, um but did you then have to put any of your staff on furlough um yourself or how did that work for you guys yeah I mean we've put all of our staff on furlough mm-hmm. um obviously because we've got quite a small team um we're all really close um so we we want to keep them on so the best way to do it was to put them on furlough right um and as far as I know we can do that until June um mm-hmm. and then we'll kind of reassess yeah and look at what we can do going forwards exactly and that's the same for me I'm on furlough yeah it is it's until the end of June I believe it is yeah Mm, that's right uh, added it and um how did they respond um you know whenever you told them look we're gonna have to go with this furlough scheme how did they react when you were talking with them I mean they they completely understood um because of the, the whole situation it was kind of getting more serious um and we we had a meeting with them and and everyone completely understood and we've just been keeping them up to date every step of the way um so yeah they're they're more than happy to do it knowing that we 100% want to keep them on and take them back on Um, yeah I think it's I think we're lucky that we do have that scheme for sure you know to kind of help as much as we can in the meantime and even having that constant communication as you said I think is is definitely key um from talking to anyone that I I know is on furlough they find that that's very helpful it just Mm. makes you feel a bit more involved still and clued in and you know instead of kind of getting into your head a bit too much so when you're when you're talking to you know your bosses or people within the work Mm -hmm. uh place it, it is great to have that constant communication so that's brilliant yeah um Look, your cafe, though, is also well known for supporting local suppliers. I could see that on the website and I thought it was very cool. I love that aspect of it. Um, how are they coping through all of this? Would you stay in touch with them? or? Yeah, I mean, at the beginning, we were in touch with them um, and we were still trying to use them as much as we could. So even like our veg supplier, um, we tried to use them for personal stuff as much as we could. So if our family needed anything, we were still trying to use them. But you know they've they've just adapted like everyone else has so a lot of them have have started doing home deliveries so they're making up boxes um a lot of them um I think are supplying kind of farm shops things like that so they they are still busy and I just hope they all come out the other end and Mm -hmm. we can just kind of pick up from where we left off really 
Yeah, exactly. And you kind of even mentioned it a bit there. Have you found that a lot of the local businesses and suppliers have kind of come together to help one another? Um, it sounds like you've done what you can for, you know, some of the suppliers you've worked for, but or have they kind of, some of them felt like, oh God, I really just need to concentrate on my own business right now. How does, how are everyone? Well, I mean, I think everyone's just getting through it as, as much as they can. Like, as far as like the local businesses go, we, we've always had um like a, a whatsapp group for all the shopkeepers um oh, cool. so we always kind of use that and lately that's been used for like giving each other updates on what's going on with like government things like funding and grants and oh, any loans you can get so everyone's really just looking out for each other and trying to help each other how they can oh that's brilliant yeah. that's really good to know and that's actually been my uh, my next question because i <laughs> I know there is the the furlough government scheme, obviously, um, in the UK, but is there any other kind of government funding to support local businesses in order to be able to open again? Yeah, I mean, they've, uh, we've got, so all the small businesses have been given a grant, um, which obviously you kind of need to still cover your rent, although, you know, I, I don't know if some people have had any help with their rent, but we we haven't, we still need to pay it. Right. Um, and then some bills you can defer, but it's still kind of you're going to be playing catch up when you reopen. Um, so yeah, we've we've got a grant which will help, but it's the not knowing yeah. how long, you know and, how how long it's got to cover really. And it's great that as you said that you have that WhatsApp group with the other businesses. So if you happen to come across something that you think they might be eligible for or to look into yeah. in more detail, you guys have each other for that, um, which is absolutely it's been really brilliant. good for that. Yeah, Aww. it's been really that's great. Um, I think as well, what would you say, um, before we get into the highs, because I know we mm. want to start talking more <laughs> positively as well, um, but what would you say then has been the most challenging time for you since the outbreak? This could be personal or even business related, but what do you think since everything has been the most difficult part of this? Um, I think it's just the not knowing, really. It's kind of the way it's kind of been going on and you don't really know you've not got an end date to it mm -hmm. you don't know when you can open yeah so yeah for us it's the just the not knowing um and when we do open it will be completely different so we don't know what to expect yeah um and on a personal level it's just not being able to see family because you know, both our parents are over 70 right. Lisa's parents live in Peterborough um and we were kind of used they used to come and see us yeah um but yeah there's no chance of them coming to London for a while Oh. um but yeah it's just just the, the not knowing more than anything I think yeah exactly and we I was actually given some great advice from uh psychologist Ian Robertson and he said mm. something like you know because of this uncertainty you know it's so difficult for everyone to try and figure you know when will this end you know mm. there's so many what ifs and questions about it but it's, and it sounds like you're doing this and we'll get into it in more detail, but it's helping by uh, setting horizons, like having yeah. um, a short-term goal in the meantime to kind of keep you guys going and, you know, whether it's to yeah, do it or like that, it's otherwise it just feels like this never ending mm -hmm. um, path that just seems so yeah. daunting. Um, yeah. But I know, and it's, it is tough not being near family and friends as well. Um, it, it's, it's just this lonely, uh, mm virus isn't it but it, it is I think helpful that we do have zoom and you know and and the and the technology I think but it's, it's definitely yeah, it's not the same way to stay in contact now isn't there yeah. but 
Exactly. And would your parents be okay using all that as well with the whole, I think they're all <laughs> now at this point. <laughs> no, I wish I could say they are, but oh, right. it's, it's been tricky. Okay. Been some <laughs> I mean, at least Lisa's parents are quite tech savvy. Right. Um, but yeah, they've got, they've got their, their iPhone so yeah. they can FaceTime the grandkids. Um, yeah, and they they kind of getting through it. Yeah, they've been okay. They're just they're just really missing their grandkids more than anything. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. So, look, now I would like to talk about the highs for sure um, on this side of things. <laughs> and um, what would you say then has been the most positive standout moment for you since uh, the crisis? Um, it's probably it's actually been really nice just having time for ourselves um yeah just being able to do just do things that we haven't been able to do whilst we've been running a business um and being able to think about moving forwards with Bear Brew what we want to do when we reopen how we're going to change things um and we've actually been able to exercise again which is nice (laughs) I've really missed that (laughs) <laughs> it's actually so funny because I know we were talking about that before the call even yeah. but I I must I yeah I will I think the weekends I nearly ruin it but Monday to Friday um mm. I'm definitely working out way more than I would have because you have all that yeah. extra time in the morning now instead of having to go commute you could yeah. use that time to to do a workout or yeah. do it, it kind of structures the day a bit as well yeah. doesn't it you kind of get up do your workout yeah, start. <laughs> yeah, I'm hearing a lot about that. That it's a really yeah. great way to even break up the day if you wanted to. If people are into their walks, mm-hmm. they do that at lunchtime or something like that. So, yeah. yeah, it is positive in that way that you kind of this time has allowed a lot of people to to reflect and understand yeah. kind of you what is of, it. Yeah, you forget about yourself a little bit when you when you're working and you're yeah. just going to work, coming home. You kind of exercise just gets moved to one side and you just plod along but yeah, yeah it's just it's just been nice getting a bit of our life back again for sure oh yeah. that's brilliant and you even mentioned it briefly there um that you're using this time to do some refurbs to the shop mm-hmm. um that is fantastic and um has this helped you not only stay busy in the meantime but even mentally as well I suppose you know it's it's something to get yeah. for you guys to do um uh, it's, it's helped massively it's just having like you were saying having little goals setting yourself goals to me um yeah it's just stuff that we've wanted to do for a long time really at the shop and we've put it off um messy jobs that you can't do whilst you're open um yeah so hopefully when we reopen people will notice the the changes that we've made so it'll look it'll look a bit different for people Oh, for sure. I think they'll be yeah. all very excited. Yeah, it's made it quite exciting, the thought of opening again, looking a bit different. Exactly. You know, it's a great way to kind of lure people back in because they'll be all curious uh, to want to see. Yeah. And it's definitely something that I wouldn't have even have thought of, you know, when I heard, you know, God, I feel so bad for all the businesses. And I obviously still do with them having to be closed mm-hmm. down. But I never even considered that they would use this time to do things that they would never have been able to do if they were open. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, let's let's you know update the shop let's do things that we wouldn't have had time to do um to help get reorganized and to be you know with a bang um I never even considered that so I'm so glad that this time has you know benefited in that way at least yeah yeah so even even like having time to clean the house and (laughs) I suppose everyone's been having a clear out Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah it's just been a good chance to do everything 
Oh, it's so great. And has there been anything else that has helped you stay uh, sane outside of work uh, since the closures began? Um, I know some people are trying to learn uh, new things while others have used this time to reflect and reprioritize uh, what's most important to them. But has anything else helped you stay sane? Um, I'd say our little dog, Indy, has helped us stay very sane. <laughs> We've spent a lot of time with her, walking her. Um, like I said before, just exercise has just helped massively. Um, and three days a week, so Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Wednesday and Fridays, um, I do a video call with my mum and Lisa's mum and we do a PT session together. Really? So just keep them active as well. But that's such so, a good idea and it's a great yeah, way to kind really of enjoy it. Yeah, and do something together. That's a brilliant. Exactly, yeah. So I used to be a PT before I started all this. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's kind of using my old skills and kind of getting back to something I used to love before this as well. Because I used to, even when we first started the shop, I used to do like a PT session in the park across the road, like a boot camp. Oh, and then people would come over to the shop for brunch afterwards. Oh, that's um, so cool. But yeah, it just got too busy and it was too much yeah. to do that and then open the shop. Well, there so, you go. Yeah. Could be something to maybe think about again. Exactly. Then. Yeah, could start that up again. Um, <laughs> that's very exciting. Uh, and also having your dog as well. I swear, I, I keep saying it. I'm like, I, I just want a dog so badly. I, I'm, I'm definitely a dog person. Yeah. Um, but I'm not even sure, obviously it, wouldn't, it doesn't really make sense for me in my life right now to own a dog, but um, I'm turning, I'm not, I, don't, I can't even say this, but I'm not really a cat person, but I'm now loving cats because that's the only animal <laughs> that I can see on the street. And then I'm just yeah. in amazement because I just- Chasing the cats up the road. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I want a dog so badly. I'll actually just, it's, it's just amazing how uh, therapeutic animals are though during this time. And oh, um, Yeah, our dogs helped us so much. They just, yeah, they like um, just therapy, really. <laughs> just sit and stroke them. And yeah. It gets you out of the house. You go for your walk with them. Oh, yeah, she's very jealous. There's actually an app. And when I lived in Vancouver, I saw it before as well. It's called Borrow My Dog or Borrow My mm. Doggy or something like that. Yeah, we've got that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it was something different in, in Vancouver, but I've seen it here in London. And yes. I'm, I keep saying it to myself and I just need to do it. And I said, I'm, I'm going to have to sign up to that app. Because at least yeah. it'll get me uh, seeing dogs and I'm not going to have to revert to cats. Because I'm like, who, who am I? Who am I right now? No offense to anyone who's a cat person. I, I'm just starting to understand why they like cats now. <laughs> Before I was always a dog. But um, yeah, but these apps are actually very cool as well, though. Um, you know, it's very uh, innovative. And I think it does help people who, doesn't, who don't own animals, you know, to be able to to go out and, and get that time mm. with, <laughs> with to have that therapy if they need it. Yeah. Uh, I think as well, some may, some people may have reflected and decided that they are going to try and start their own local business once this mm-hmm. madness is over. So they may have used this time to reflect and reprioritize and think, you know what, this job I'm in right now isn't for me. And I feel now that I'd like to open up and do this business that I've always wanted to do. What advice would you give those that are hoping to start their own business? And I know this is quite a loaded question, but um, yeah, do you think it's um, the right time for someone to start their own business even? Well, firstly, I'd say make sure you get 
pandemic insurance. Right, there you go. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Um, we didn't have that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't know, I think I'd probably say wait until things settle down. But at the same time, you know, if there's a place in the market for the idea that you've got, then why not? You know, you like this has proved you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, it, things are so unpredictable. You know, if you've got an idea and you think it can work, you might as well just go for it. Brilliant. I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of things popping up. I suppose there's a lot of online things that are working. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, if you think that you can make it work, I'd say go for it, definitely. Well, that's really great. And I think people who might be listening to this who might be thinking of of doing something like that, I think it's it's, you know soothing to know that you would still recommend it because I think people would be nervous and you even mentioned um the pandemic insurance I didn't even realize (laughs) there was such there is there is such a thing as a pandemic insurance apparently so wow (laughs) and did you know anyone that happened to have that and I think I think you can pay you can get it if you yeah but who knew who knew this would happen My you'd gosh. never you'd never have guessed no not at all it's it's and it just reminds me of even things you know when people are in areas where there might be more so like hurricanes or you know weather mm-hmm. um issues that you know people might be thinking oh I'll never have a flood in this area and they don't tend mm-hmm. to get like flood insurance or whatever it might be um yeah. but like pandemic insurance you know it's just something yeah you wouldn't even in, yeah. Yeah, in your dreams think that this is something that I'll need to be yeah. investing you, in. You'd never have thought this would be going on, would you? Oh, the... no, not at all. So um, that's very interesting, but delighted to know that you think that, look, if you have a yeah, good idea, I mean, yeah. you know. Owning your own business is is great. It's it's really rewarding. Um, you know, although however much, you know, we've, we've been enjoying sort of having time for us because owning your own business does take over your life. Right. Um we are looking forward to getting back to it because you know it's uh, once it's a great community um we've got so much support from locals we are so we are really missing actually being in the shop so yeah we are looking forward to getting back to it now oh that's brilliant it's good to know so for those that uh do have that good idea uh Gemma's recommendation is look (laughs) wait for things to settle down a teeny bit obviously but if it's that's there in the market you know still go for it you'd you'd recommend it and to get that pandemic insurance (laughs) (laughs) but hopefully we won't need that again fingers crossed exactly um so do you have any other um fun long-term plans for bear brew outside of the refurbs or even able to say anything um you know after researching and and looking into you guys I know (laughs) um I've heard amazing things about your food and I know Lisa your wife she's really into music and she owns everything kind of music related for the cafe do you have any kind of fun ideas in your mind that you're like oh I'd love to try this even because I suppose as you said going back uh after this there's going to be still some form of restrictions but maybe with the space there could be something more I don't know creative or if it's your PT ideas I'm not sure yeah I mean like this uh, this time has given us a chance to like cook more so Lisa does a lot of the cooking she's the chef um so she's been looking at new menu ideas um so she's she's got a lot to think about there um and then you know before we we closed we were starting to do a few evenings so we we'd had a taco evening um a tequila night so we, we were kind of trying to do a few more evenings so that is something that we would like to work on again 
Um, yeah, and Lisa, like you said about the music with Lisa, she's got decks and she's really good on those. So she would like to do a few DJ nights. Oh, amazing. Um, so, yeah, we, we've got plans. We, we'd like to make it more of a, like a, a bit of an evening venue as well as just a brunch cafe. Great. Um, yeah, so. Well, I'll be queuing up for sure. They all yeah. sound very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to it myself. Um, okay, Gemma, so this is uh, the time at the end of my episode where I like to ask my guests three tips um, you would give fellow furloughers. Um, but in this case, I wonder, would you also like to give three tips um, that you would give fellow local businesses uh, just to mix it up? local business owners in order to keep their heads up high and, and to stay positive during this time? Yeah, so what I'd say to local business owners, um, I'd just say think about how you can keep moving your business forward. Although we're closed, we're still thinking about what we can do to keep it fresh when we do open. Um, secondly, just keep talking to family and friends, keep communicating with people. Um and then lastly, just use the time to look after yourself just because owning a business does take over a lot of your life. Yeah. It consumes everything. That's all you think about. Um, so just use the time to think like, think about what you love doing and just look after your own health. Um, yeah, just, just think about yourself for a bit until you get back into it because it won't be long until we're back open again and it's just all about the business again. Oh, exactly. I will. I think those are very helpful tips. Um, and I do hope that there are going to be many people that, you know, who are have local businesses, you know, are able to come back after this, you know, still strong. Mm -hmm. and, and for those who do have those really cool ideas to still not be afraid to go ahead with them, you know, to, to go yeah. ahead and, and try and open up that business idea that you consider and um, and I'm sure that if there, if anyone is listening, he was thinking of that, they're going to find all of this today very helpful. So I want to thank you, Gemma, very much for joining me today. Oh, um, thank you. And I'm so glad we were able to chat. And I would highly recommend anyone that's visiting London to make their way to Bear Brew and went Wanstead. Oh, thank London. you so much. And it's just yeah. off the central line, so it's all very, very easy. Exactly. <laughs> um, Chew by the end. Exactly. Great <laughs> it's well worth the trip once we're all able to loosen up on these restrictions exactly um, once we can move again <laughs> exactly exactly well look thank you so much and i look forward to joining up in that queue whenever everything's open again oh we look forward to seeing you again well i hope you enjoyed this episode and if so it would be great if you could give it a follow on spotify and now you can find for lows and highs on apple podcast along with Deezer and a few others where links can be found on my podcast website. Thanks again and look forward to releasing my next episode next week.